Occasionally, myself and our coaching staff at DadStartingOver.com, we run into a client who has issues that go beyond the scope of coaching. They may have really severe anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, and this is the point where our coaches stop and say, have you spoken to a therapist? What a lot of these men say is, I've looked into it, not a lot of options in my area, it can't work with my schedule, or I have an appointment schedule, but I can't get in for another four months. In other words, the need is there. They recognize the need. They see the value in the therapy, but the options for getting the therapy are extremely limited in their area. Well, thanks to our friends at BetterHelp.com, there is an option for you. BetterHelp is a unique service that allows you to talk to a licensed therapist from your area via your telephone or your computer. You can do voice chat with them if you wish. You can email back and forth. You can text with them all on your time schedule, all from the convenience of your phone or your computer. So check it out at betterhelp.com DSO. That's betterhelp.com DSO and get 10% off your first month of service with BetterHelp. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dad Starting Over podcast. And before we get started with today's episode, I want to get a couple of pieces of business out of the way. First of all, I write and sell books. You can find my books at dadstartingover.com books. You can also find my books at any of the major retailers online at amazon.com, Audible, Awesound, Barnes & Noble, and Apple Books. Look for my books titled The Dead Bedroom Fix, which is my bestseller. Now What? A Guide for Men Starting Over in Life After Infidelity, Breakup, and Divorce, as well as my book Red Flags. Lastly, I have started a members-only site to my website called the DSO Fraternity. At the DSO Fraternity, we have live member meetings, access to all of my books at no additional charge in both PDF and audiobook format. We also have Facebook discussion groups for members only. And lastly, articles and audio for members only that you are free to discuss on the website. Check out the DSO fraternity at dadstartingover.com join. And now on to today's episode. While I was married to my first wife, I used to cherish the rare moments I would get alone. During those quiet moments, I was able to recalibrate and get a sense of self that I couldn't with the three screaming kids, a nagging wife, and all that work. A day to just sit and do nothing? Awesome. Thank God. It wasn't until my married life reality was taken away from me that I realized how conditioned I had become. While I may have been alone and enjoying the peace and quiet for a day, I always had the crutch and foundation of family and marriage to lean on. Divorce peeled the scab back and exposed wounds that I never knew I had. After the ex left, what do I do now was never in my vocabulary. I just turned into a post-divorce robot dad and was moving on autopilot. I was the king of to-do lists, and three kids made sure those lists were always full. Finding something to do was not an issue. After a while, I would say my behavior bordered on obsessive. Lots and lots of cleaning. Lots of organizing. Trying to create order out of chaos. Avoiding the hard stuff. Avoiding the truth. I had my fingers in my ears, and I yelled, la 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 la, not listening, as the harsh reality of my world was hitting me upside the head. As long as I stay in my little enclosure, I didn't have to deal with it. In hindsight, I would say I was suffering from some post-traumatic stress. 
I'm stopping short of calling it full-fledged PTSD because I think we, we should reserve that diagnosis for guys that experience combat, death, and truly malevolent human behavior firsthand. My wife just got caught fucking another guy and divorced me. In the grand scheme of things, that's peanuts. But still, it's traumatic in its own way. Divorce is what the kids call a huge mindfuck. Reality altering. For me, it was so very sudden. One moment I'm a bored dad on the beach with my nag of a wife and three energetic kids, and the next moment I'm alone in a house, looking at online dating sites drooling over 20-year-olds. I had put myself into that dating world with the same obsessiveness and tunnel vision that I applied to house cleaning and organizing the kids' lives. Fingers still in my ears, making order out of chaos. Looking back, there is one overwhelming question that comes to mind when thinking of my immediate post-divorce self. What the hell was I thinking? I can now, after years of contemplation and hindsight, answer that question. I wasn't thinking. I was feeling. I was broken in every sense of the word. The brain was randomly firing, looking for a fix, and I was acting out. I just wanted to feel good. I just wanted some kind of justice. When I get messages from guys, you can always tell the ones that are new to the game. They don't even have to tell me all the details. It doesn't really matter. What matters is that their behavior is strange and emotion-driven, and they are almost completely blind to it. Every situation is a bit different, but still the same. For some guys, it takes just a few months of hell and the fog clears and they are back on the path of normalcy. For others, it may take years. They keep living in denial and kick the can down the road again and again and again. They are too scared to face the truth. I remember a guy that I met at the gym years ago. I don't remember how we got to chatting, but we worked out together once. Really good guy. He's what I would call a naturally good-looking dude. Tall, in really good shape. He was still young, a little standoffish, not the most confident man in the world. He, his wife, and two kids just moved into town from out of state. He worked IT for one of the local companies. After that one workout and a few messages here and there, he disappeared. I found out later that he ended up moving to a neighboring state to be closer to her family. Boy, that sounds familiar. And then out of the blue, years later, and about a year and a half after my own divorce, we started chatting on Facebook. His life had changed dramatically. The wife went crazy, took out lines of credit in his name, racked up huge amounts of debt, and she cheated on him. Very typical borderline personality behavior. He had admitted to having numerous warning signs and red flags throughout the relationship. He ignored them for the greater good of the family, and now he was paying the price. She was moving in with her new guy. My friend was fighting for custody of the kids. He eventually ended up getting full custody due to all her issues and the identity theft. A story like that wasn't anywhere close to being new and shocking to me. I had already heard from dozens of other guys just like him by that time, and had also read countless stories just like his online. What was new to me was seeing his immediate post-divorce infidelity behavior. It was, I would say, a little concerning. He had drafted a very long and detailed letter that he insisted on giving his ex-wife's new boyfriend. He just had to warn him about her and her BPD ways. He must save this man and get back at her. This was nice guy save the world behavior, plus a need for justice and revenge. It wasn't good. I told him he was asking for trouble. The letter will just kick a hornet's nest. He was in the middle of trying to get custody at the time of his kids and sue the ex for stealing his identity, 
reaching out to her new boyfriend was not a good idea. But he vehemently disagreed, and we went back and forth on this for quite a while. I never did find out what happened with that letter. Maybe he gave it to the guy and the ex-wife never found out about it. Well, he is still alive after all. Maybe he came to his senses and realized that nobody gives a shit and he needs to move on to more important things in life. Regardless, his strange behavior continued. Next thing you know, he's posting videos of himself online, shirtless, singing songs that he wrote. From what little I knew of him, he wasn't really the look at me, I'm shirtless and asking for attention kind of guy. He was a wallflower when I met him. And then he wrote strange poetry, and he shared it with everyone. And then he started frequently posting photos of himself with his kids on Facebook. He did this every day, multiple times a day. He needed to remind everyone that I'm the good parent here. Look, no wife in the picture. So again, we're talking petty revenge behavior, posting photos and videos for attention, patting himself on the back about what a great parent he is, and denying reality. Hmm. Almost sounds like a typical divorced single mom, but I digress. It was all just very odd. He was mentally broken. He was looking for attention, admiration. He was looking for confirmation that he was doing everything by the book his whole life and that she was batshit crazy. He was telling the world, Would somebody please recognize how fucking great I am already? And nobody gave a shit. The truth was that he was on his own. He was always on his own. The wife was not his. It was just his turn. The truth was that in his 30-some-odd years on the planet, he never put the hard work in and time that he needed to develop his self, and it finally caught up to him. He was dependent upon a severely broken woman to give him a sense of completion. Without her in the picture, he went off the rails. And I see this more often than I would like. Uh, maybe not take your shirt off and sing for Facebook levels of weird, but I see very emotional and irrational behavior from guys out there all the time. And the timeline usually looks like this. Number one, I'm so devastated. This is terrible. How could she do this? I don't understand. I did everything right. Lots of crazy behavior happens here. Number two, I really need to focus on getting better. I can't go on like this. I'm a mess. More crazy behavior here, but the fog is beginning to lift. Number three, I realize I have some deep issues that caused bad things to happen to me over the years. That eventually led to me to where I'm at right now. It's sad, but I'm glad I have the clarification now. It's all uphill from here. The fog continues to lift. Oh, look, a woman. She likes me. I'll proceed to ignore everything I just learned because she makes me feel really good right now. Yay, it's almost as if all the bad stuff never happened. Well, what's that, a red flag? Ah, it's nothing. I can always walk away from this relationship if I have to. I mean, I'm not marrying this woman tomorrow or anything. At this point, he's back to crazy. Number five, I would totally marry this woman tomorrow if I had the chance. Jesus, she's perfect in every way. How did I get so lucky? I'm going to bend over backward to keep her around. At this point, he's really deep into crazy. And then number six, oh, never mind. It's over. Fuck, what was I thinking? Okay, where was I with the self-improvement thing again? This is when the fog begins to lift once again. It's on step four that they usually stop talking to me, you know, when they're too busy with their girl and they're, they're ashamed of themselves. And step six at the end is when they come back with their tail between their legs. 100% of men that I talk to jump into relationships too soon. 100% of them wish they had waited a while longer. 
Jumping into a relationship too soon is a sign of being broken. A rational person sits back and recognizes their need for help. A rational person realizes that bringing other human beings into their broken world will not end well. It's not fair to themselves, to their loved ones, or to the new girlfriend. Men I talk to often qualify their new girlfriends to me. They know they're not mentally firing all cylinders just yet, so they need to convince me that, hey, it's okay, this one is different. Oh no, we're just casually dating, nothing serious. She's fun. Are we dating other people yet? Well, no, no, we both agreed not to. I took her to meet my parents last week and they love her. Hey, so far no red flags. She's really very normal in every way. She has two kids from her previous marriage. We already talked about what it would be like to blend our families together. We know it's too early, but we're tired of being single and we're awesome together. And then she's going to move in with me. She's going to school right now to get her PhD. She's really driven. I'm helping her out so that she doesn't have to work so many hours and can concentrate on her studies. Yeah, everything is great, casual, and fun, all right. Nothing serious, except that you're only dating each other. She met your parents already after week number two, and she already met your kids, and you're paying for everything. Everyone outside of the relationship looks at them, shakes their head, and says, Yeah, this won't end well. They recognize the crazy manic state that he's in. For the guy... He's in too deep and in love. His brain is firing away with all those good, feel-good chemicals. Rationality is out the window. He is now officially open to making a huge number of life-changing mistakes that he can't see yet. The fog and confusion of love, lust, and happiness blinds him. This could get really bad in a hurry. And when the fog finally clears, he discovers that the woman cheated on her last husband. She has borderline personality disorder and she is still actively texting three other guys. Soon after finishing her PhD, she leaves the relationship, and she has a new guy immediately. That's when I get the email. Dude, things are really fucked up right now. So, where did he go wrong? Where he went wrong is that he never fully erased the programming he had from all those years of marriage. He never removed the crutch of marriage that he'd leaned so heavily on all those years. The strong foundation of marriage that was always there was comfortable, but at the same time, it limited his development as a human being. Having that wife to fall back on was a safety net. Once it was taken away, it made everything a hell of a lot scarier, and so he falls flat on his face. Well, it's time to get a new net, right? The healthy way of looking at it is to saying, do I really need that crutch? Why do I need it? Can I operate to my full capacity in life and gain happiness by being alone? If the answer is no, then he has issues that he needs to address. After a man realizes true happiness on his own, he realizes that the fickle nature of love, romance, and women, well, it isn't the foundation of life. It's just a really nice accessory. Romance is the heated leather seats in your new SUV. It's great to have it, and it makes things nicer and more comfortable, and it puts a smile on your face, but you don't need it. You can still get from point A to point B without it. There's nothing wrong with love and romance. Most of us want a long-term romantic relationship with just the right woman. We love being in love and having that person to go through life with. It's an amazing feeling. The irony is that you won't find that love until you don't need it. It's the great cosmic joke. Find happiness within yourself. Concentrate on you. Tear down those safety nets. 
and kick away those crutches, and the world of normalcy opens up to you. Her, I have two kids and I want to pursue my PhD while you pay for everything. Does that sound like a plan? Mentally healthy guy says, well, it was great meeting you, so take care. Her, wow, that was some great casual sex we just had. I would like to date exclusively now. Can I meet your parents next week? Mentally healthy guy, I can appreciate the sentiment, but I'm not interested in jumping into a serious relationship so fast. I hope you understand, and you were great, so let's keep in touch. Mentally healthy guy knows his worth. He knows the PhD and needy girl have something off about them. He doesn't want to waste more time being around them. It was fun, but no thanks. They are literally two of about 500,000 women in his demographic that he would be willing to date. Maybe one of those 500,000 end up being a really great match and she is worthy of settling down with. Chances are that won't be the case, and he knows that, and he's cool with that. My typical reader doesn't know that. They are broken. They can't see that right now. They have no true sense of worth. They're in a very confused state. They see the monogamous long-term relationship as the finish line because that's all they've known all these years. If they happen to hit that finish line in week number two of their divorced life, well, great. Take time. Step back. Reflect. Work. Think. Work more. Be honest with yourself. The women aren't going anywhere. That one girl is not the one. Trust me. If she is your perfect one in a million match, well, then she will wait for you. She'll understand, she'll back off, and she will be a friend to you. That's what good, healthy people do. Chances are, with time and distance, you will realize just how much she is not the one and just how broken she really is. See, when in a broken state, you tend to attract other broken people. Mentally healthy people recognize your brokenness and avoid you. They're the girl at the bar who looks at you wide-eyed and says, Well, it was great meeting you. They're not playing hard to get. They're running away. There's a big difference. They have a finely tuned, broken guy meter. Take time. Lots of time. Enjoy yourself. Discover yourself. You will very quickly slip and fall and find yourself right back on step number one. And then you'll go through the whole process again. And then again and then you'll find you're not slipping anymore. You'll be failing a lot over the next few months or years. No need to exponentiate the suffering with a quick new wife replacement. You can ride the roller coaster all by yourself. You're a big boy now. If you're listening to this, you're probably a guy who is interested in self-improvement. You probably consume a lot of information, like these podcasts, YouTube videos, audiobooks, courses, everything you can to learn more and help you become the best man that you can be. And if you're like a lot of men, there's something still missing. Well, I can tell you what that missing thing probably is. Quality time with other men that are on the same mission as you. Some of you probably have casual relationships with your fellow soccer dads or the occasional beer with guys from the neighborhood, but none of them seem to be on the same page as you. Am I right? They seem content with their shitty marriages, their shitty jobs, and their expanding waistlines. They have all but given up. You find yourself talking to them about the same football teams, listening to their stories about their subpar home life, and you're getting to the point where you dread hanging around them. Well, the good news is that we have assembled a group of men just like you. 
We call our group the DSO Fraternity. We have live Zoom meetings that are hosted by yours truly, along with the other members of the DSO team. We have a very active private discussion forum, a Discord server for our lifetime members, a members-only podcast, access to my books in audiobook and PDF format at no extra charge, discounts on one-on-one coaching with myself and other members of the team, discounts on our video courses, and access to our in-person gatherings. We have met in Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, Las Vegas, Australia, Amsterdam, and soon in New Orleans. So check it out, the DSO Fraternity at dsofraternity.com. We have monthly, annual, and lifetime membership options available. I think you will find our group is the missing piece of the puzzle that you have been looking for.